0: Inside Westminster, Chapter 107 Made in Heaven Such a pity that Princess Pushy wore that brooch on that day, Sir Ivor observed. Well, it's there for everyone to see. Just enter Princess Pushy in your search engine and up it pops, said Prince Hubert. Are there any other known instances of that ghastly racism that we'll be accused of if the pair do decide to go for a warts-and-all interview? Well, if he does that, I don't see how I can ever welcome him in my family again, said Princess Hubert with obvious emotion in his voice. Calm down, calm down, advised the Queen. It's not a constitutional crisis yet. Anyway, racing's on at six, so can we start wrapping up, please? I'll get the minutes to you first thing, ma'am, said Sir Ivor. Copies will be on your desks by midday, he added, looking at Nifty Cadvar and Mitchell Marks, who'd been invited to sit in on the meeting. Meanwhile, Potty was on a mission to Belfast, to see in the new MPs into Stormont. He managed to stay very cheerful, as, even though three years had been wasted in the province, the hiatus had actually played into the hands of Westminster, in that the main parties had had the sting removed from their previously cock a tails. The, the, the hand of Destiny, Potty stuttered, as he realised he'd lost the thread of this overlong metaphor, is not on anyone's shoulder, but is pointing to a very bright, in fact dazzlingly bright, future for the hard-working people of Northern Ireland, who can be assured that their leaders are fulfilling their mandate. Or something pithy like that had come out of the PM's mouth. Whatever. Of course, money had been discussed, with more being promised, which pleased everyone on the receiving end. Potty had also heard that Iran was on the back foot. He felt reassured that he'd been right to allow secretaries of state free reign to do their jobs. Mitchell Marks was doing well. So Potty texted him his support. Suck it to him, he pinged down the tubes, accompanied by various emojis showing his approval. "'Good start, good start,' he'd said to Shrove later that evening after his return to Downing Street. "'So far, so good,' Shrove had said in agreement. Potty wearily climbed the stairs to the private flat and was greeted with a large glass of ruby-red wine. "'For you, my love,' said Mandy cheerily. "'How's your day been?' Potty asked, yawning. "'Oh, okay." Nothing special's happened, just the usual, Mandy replied, surprised at the fact that she didn't mind being out of the limelight and that she hadn't got a diary rammed with dates, work or romance. She was happy for the first time in her life, she realised, and thought that she really must phone her parents to thank them for having Dock sat whilst she and Potty had been in the Caribbean. But that could wait until tomorrow. Do you fancy a quickie before supper? she asked soothingly. Do you know what? I'd really just like to chill for a second or two. can't tell you how knackered I am. Don't worry, my bear. Later will do, formed Mandy. And so, late that evening, they dreamily made love and fell asleep, contented that they may well have been made for each other.